everybody's like, yeah. So we try, I try to help out where I can for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, it's one of those things where um, kind of like where Livewire comes in. So I'll be, on our website, we literally tell you how to get started. Get your Class A CDL with no restrictions. Yep. Get uh, your flaggers card and first first aid certified. Um, and then apply for a groundman position, or you can find actually you can find groundman positions online where there open where there are open calls. Colorado has some open calls right now, I think. Um, but it just depends. Like when you, if you once you get in, uh, the biggest thing though is experience. Like if you sign yeah. up for the apprenticeship program and you have no experience and you do your interview, they're probably not gonna let you in. Like they just probably won't. They're gonna say, go get a groundman job get experience and come back to us. This is what happened to Austin, graduated Lion School and got interviewed right away. Like, which usually doesn't actually happen. There is really no benefit towards going to Lion School as far as getting a job straight out. Um, yeah. They might kind of like sell you on that. That was my biggest one too. That's my number two question. Should I go to Lion School? And I said, if you want, but honestly, if you get in with the union, it's free. I was like, because you're going to get that on the job training. I was like, but hey, if you want to pay that, I said, I'm not going to stop you from doing you. If you want, you want to go to line school. Great. I mean, I've had locals now that where they're out, that's the first question they ask. You got in line school or done anything like that? And I mean, I've seen a few guys are like, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. Great. You know, something at least. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Helps you out. But so like the whole, the, the bridge that we were trying to gap with live Bar Academy specifically was giving you confidence of getting into the trade or giving you a solid foundation of knowledge. Um, And a lot of it is pretty proprietary information that you won't, I mean, you'll get it from podcasts, you get it from searching around, but if you're serious about getting into the trade and you just want to figure it all out in one time crunch, that's accurate information right there. Uh, Now that we have like implemented a flashcard system and whatnot, and we're doing podcasts like this just to bring more awareness to the trade. Um, The other, like the flip side of this is, um, five years from now, there's only going to be so many people working in the trade. There's only going to be able to so many young people who are in the trade. A lot of the older guys are retiring. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't see a lot of marketing behind the line trade career uh, specifically. So a lot of kids don't know about it. Mm-hmm. The, the issue then becomes uh, if a kid knows about the dirt world, knows how to become a grader, a machine operator, or a plumber, an electrician, and they can make almost just as good as money, right? Why are people going to become linemen? Because it's hard work. It's it's harder to get in, and it's not advertised, right? Back in the '90s, um, I believe there was. We've had like a, a twenty or thirty percent decline in actual line workers since the '90s, and that that number is growing and growing. There's younger people getting into the trade more and more, and that old knowledge isn't being passed down, unfortunately. Um, but it's going to be a massive competition for workers. There's going to be a massive shortage. And in this trade, it's essential and necessary to yeah. have workers right now because the infrastructure needs to be beefed up. You know, you're going to have to have four transmission lines that are 280 apiece coming into any big metropolitan area. Um, you know, on one route, you're going to have east, west, you know, north and south yep. feeding this massive hub. So that that then begs the question: uh, We got to build these power lines. We have to maintain this power system. What happens when a massive storm rolls through? And then what happens if you don't have people there to work? Yeah, people people don't realize that, man, and it's unfortunate because you know. And I think it just in the trade in general is not pushed as much as I'd like it to. And everybody's like, go to college, go to college. And then there's these guys out there like. I went to some massive college and I'm 60 K in debt and I'm not even ma- doing my job that I need to do. And, you know, and it's like trying to spread the knowledge. Like, Hey, there is good money in construction. Cause I mean, it's that stigma of, Oh, that's where you end up. If you don't go to college, you'll be in a ditch digging, but you really won't. And I've seen guys start out pushing a wheelbarrow and now they're for the IOE and they're operating cranes, man. They're making hell of a bank yeah, working mean. up there in seattle and stuff for the operators union i know a couple of operators guy one guy works for kiwit man he loves his job and you know and i especially in the line trade too because i yeah, i read about that. there's going to be a big shortage of electrical workers and uh and then it's unfortunate too because you get tiktok and they see the money and they're like oh i just want the money 
but they're not willing to put the work to get well, there. I'm like, dude, so, you gotta, you gotta climb up first. You don't, yeah, you don't get to but make all that cheddar. That's a, <laughs> that's a two way street, right? And yep. the, the biggest gripe that we get, obviously our advertising, we advertise the money because men, as men, we want to be providers and make money. That's just how we are wired. Um, a lot of people come for the money and stay for the brotherhood, right? Like you don't, you yep. will not know about this trade until you get into it. And the only reason I know about it is because my brother is a lineman, journeyman lineman, and I film for electrical infrastructure companies. So I hang out or, or around linemen. Um, so I have a really good insight into the trade. Luckily, I've met higher ups. I deal, you know, with corporate on a lot of stuff. So I kind of have almost two tiers where I've intervened with both the highest levels, um, you know, the company COOs and the guys actually on the ground doing the work. And the trade's growing at 9% a year. That's a conservative number. I think it's much higher than that. And yeah, it's, I, I almost wonder if there's an issue with the IBEW. Obviously there needs to be done training, but it, it if they make it too hard and limit the possibilities of getting in, what is that? That might push people to go non-IBEW maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, and at least at least for the local here, it's a pain. I, I walked into the dispatcher's office, and she goes, darn, I haven't called a groundman in like two years. And I'm like, holy cow. And she pulled that book out, man. It was like signatures from months ago. And I was like, wow, it's just what's going on here, man? I'm like, dang. And I mean, I put on it a few times, and I've put around, and that was the biggest thing is like people are like, they get discouraged when they don't get called. I'm like, keep trying. I actually had one guy message me back and he's, um, he was out in Oregon. He said, I got, I got a, I got a tree call. And he goes, Hey, I'll take it. You know? And I was like, Hey dude, it's a start, you know, good luck. You know, you'll, it's something. And I tell people, I'm like, be open to tree calls too, because that's a big one too. That that'll, that'll get your foot in the door. Cause some of them are like, Oh, I don't want to work with trees. I'm like, dude, do it. I'm like, you gotta go to powerline clearance school and all that good stuff. And I'm like, why not? Yeah. Austin actually, how he got his start was in the tree business. He, yep, I mean, exactly. he, he worked on trees, clearing for uh, different utilities and whatnot before he even went to line school, I believe. Or wait, maybe, I don't know how, how it went. But I, I just know that he got that initial um, interview with the IBEW, which he got lucky on. It usually doesn't happen that fast. And they were like, yeah, go get six months of experience and come back to us. And, um, you know, thankfully you got on did, did well in the interview but I, I don't know if it needs to be revamped i know it's kind of old school but there used to be such a massive influx of people in the trade like back in the 90s it was booming the guys didn't make as much money it was you were there only for the brotherhood now yeah. now you have potential to make great great money and be part of the brotherhood you know what i'm saying so there's like yeah it's the trade is different from the perspective of the brotherhood, right? Like, cause you can almost make $150,000 in any trade anymore. Like if you're willing to maybe travel for work or you get on with the right outfit, right? The differentiator is that, that brotherhood community for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat it. And I've worked with, uh, probably the next closest people I hold up as iron workers and, yeah. and you know, having that family, you know, where we would be up on the steel and I was running safety for them. And it's this, I think that's the thing I took most away from was being around the guys and having that tight, close knit brotherhood. And, um, and I know that sides with the, with the lineman side and I have a lot of friends in it too. And, and I had family that did it. And yeah, that was one thing that it sticks close. And, and people won't know unless I would say, unless they're like veterans maybe, cause veterans know very well when they go out, you know, across the seas and they make, make that tight, close knit, you know, it's kind of different concept, but same, same same similarities you know you're you, that's that's your partner on the line you know you guys are close together you have your each other's lives in your hand essentially and you know the same thing with hanging steel you're up on this two three hundred foot in the air putting steel in trying to wreck something you know you're kind of essentially responsible for that guy and that guy's responsible for you so you know you are all you have up there with your with your buddies and stuff so yeah that's that's one big thing i think that was huge was the brotherhood you you can't you can't beat it at all yeah so i kind of skipped the whole introduction here i started the podcast without introducing you so if you want to give us the little you know couple minutes synopsis of who you are what you do oh, yeah. <laughs> where you're going 
Um, yeah, so I'm John. Um, I'm 31 years old. I started originally uh, construction, probably shit. Oh, I'd go all the way back to like 10 years old. My dad had a framing company. I'd spent many long, hot summers out there with him and nothing was given. And I was kind of glad I was raised that way. Nothing was given. He was like, oh, you want those new shoes? Well, come out to the house with me. We'll snap some lines and you can help cut wood and nail some stuff up. And I'll pay like 40 bucks a day. And I was like, all right, cool. So That's I'm out good there money all summer for... long making like 40 bucks a day but i learned something because like as that went on i could like read a tape measure i could cut stuff and you know that used to be my regular summer job like i just go out working with him and then when i got of age to where he could have me on he was like all right want to make you part-time employee in the company and then they'll just be full-time throughout the summers and so even some days after school i remember getting off the bus because it where i was growing up there was so many subdivisions being put up I would get off and I'm like, hey, drop me off right here. And the bus driver's like, that's how we get off. And I'm like, that's my dad's truck. I'm going to work. And so <laughs> put the book bag down. I got my tool belt out. And me and him built quite a few houses together, man. And, and I was, it was hard labor, um, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And then when, once I hit 18, I was like, dude, I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to go out and I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, I, I wasn't going to get in construction. Well, plans changed, unfortunately. Um, I got in a really bad accident when I was like 17 years old. I was almost 18. A gas can exploded on me and 65% of my body's burned. Like I'm covered Ouch. in skin grafts all the way down, like third degree burns from like my waist, my back, my legs, and my whole right arm. And so I was in a burn unit for like four months. Um, <clears throat> very lucky to be alive because I almost wasn't. Uh, and uh, I did like six months of therapy after learned to walk, learned to use my right hand again. Cause I was in bed for like so long and did so many surgeries. And so, like, things kind of got thrown off, and I was like, all right, I can't be a fireman anymore, obviously. Like, that's that's out the door for me. And so I started working for a company pushing dirt on a civil crew, and we worked very close to that co-op, um, Silver Springs, where I was at. And uh, I remember, like, learning all, this, all the different stuff, and, like, electricity, like, interested me from there. And I was like, hey, this is awesome, you know. I got to do a lot of underground stuff. I did some inside wireman, wireman stuff with the guys there, and, as time went on, it was kind of an unforeseen path for me. I started getting the safety. I was like, hey, you know, this is interesting. So it was like, okay, you're going this direction. And from then on, though, I was like, I, after I got out of the field, after quite a few years, I started just doing safety. And it's taken me all over, man. I've gotten to work for companies that were like IVW stuff. And so I've gotten to bond really closely with linemen, line guys, uh, wiremen guys. And so being around them and seeing what they do gave me a really good insight to not only what they do, but the dangers they face and, and stuff. And so it's always captivated my, my interest. And so, like I said, right now I'm, I'm working for a civil company, but I'm trying to get on with Sturgeon Electric. You know, that's, that's a one company that's always had my eye as far as working for them. And so, um, yeah, so here we are like, shoot, I think like 11, 12 years down the road and still still kicking in safety and still helping people with questions i get a lot of questions each day about ibw and all kinds of stuff and so i was like hey when i took your class i was like dude this is awesome people people need this stuff need yeah, this material yeah. out and answer questions and so i'm like either revert them to you or powerline podcast them to ryan over there ryan's been helpful hell even with me and mm -hmm. so i'm like hey these are two major outlets you've got one that can give you the material and you got another guy that's always taking questions i'm help i'm here to help and so, yeah, that's a, that's kind of my backstory and how I got into construction. And I thought it wasn't going to be anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that's a crazy story, man. Like I, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I, we, we met virtually, we actually did a giveaway and you won the giveaway. Right. And I, I'm glad yeah. that, you know, you went through that. So, um, yeah, no, it's awesome. And then, yeah, it, it was unfortunate about my accident, but I'm telling you what though, it, the linemen that I've talked to that have not either A, have had a close call or B, have not, when they see my arm and they're kind of like, oh, shit, dude, you know, holy crap. And I'm like, yeah, this is why you got to wear your stuff, man. Don't end up like me because I, I tell you what, that I'd rather have every bone in my body broken repeatedly every day than to ever experience the pain of the burns because, man, I tell you what, getting getting washed and clean was worse than actually being on fire. You got people scrubbing you down. I'm like, oh, uh -huh. dude, no. And so, yeah, I had actually the guy in Sturgeon, too, that interviewed me yesterday. He was art flash, and he's burned on his neck, and he's got a skin graft on his arm. And he was like, hey, dude, is that a skin graft in your arm? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I thought my little patch right here was bad. Your whole body's like that. I'm like, yeah, it's, pre it's pretty gnarly. So it's luck lucky and fortunate to be here. 
Well, it's almost like a, a calling that you end up in safety, though, because uh, yeah, exactly. You you know you have like that experience. I I don't know how many safety guys really have that. Uh, you lived it, right? You have actual reason to come and say no. This stuff does matter. Like be safe because otherwise, trust trust me, you don't want to go through this, right? Um, yeah. I've, I've had that several times talk with somebody. Unfortunately, I had a guy, we were de-energizing a transformer and it was, it was a, it was a big boy. I had to have a 40 cal suit on. They're like, dude, we need to have this as part of our protocol. Well, some, one of the foreman comes in and goes, give me the stick. He was going to shut it off. And I'm like, Hey bro, you can't know. Cause if this arc is flashes back, he's in the right stuff. Well, he's new. And I said, all right, well, I get that. And the guy's like, Oh, I can do this. He's just pulling, t- put the brakes on this transformer, essentially disconnect in here. And I said, yeah, we need to be out of the radius. And finally, we were in long sleeves, and I pulled my sleeves up, and I said, trust me, bro, you don't want to get flashed. And he just was like, oh, shit. And he goes, all right, all right, I, I got you, man. He stood back, and he asked me, he goes, dude, you get the unit flash? And I said, no, I was burned, but it's the same thing, dude. You, you, you're you going to get skin grafts from that, man. I said, that's the worst pain possible. And he was really respective of it, and he was pretty cool. He's like, yeah, man. And he's like, I'm just used to jumping in. I'm like, I get it, bro. But please, I don't want, that's one thing. I don't want to see anybody go down that path. And that's why I do what I do. I have a passion for it. Anything to help people out from experiencing the same fate or getting hurt. It's like, dude, don't, I'm not ever tell you how to do your job. But if there's something that you have a potential to face the same fate I did or worse, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you don't do that. So that way you can go back to your family the way you came to work essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's most uh, rules in the trade, I mean, they're written in blood, essentially, right? Uh, if you go back to the early, late 1800s, early 1900s, I mean, I think it was like one in four linemen were dying on the pole. I don't know what the stat is. I know there's some yeah, stat. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty gnarly. But it was I, like, I remember seeing that. Yeah, like one in four linemen don't come home from work, you know, because they had no idea what they were doing. Um, and with the introduction of the IBEW, that, that's obviously the reason that they introduced that whole union of brotherhood to protect the workers essentially um from that and then now i know the the rules can be somewhat burdensome right like following all the protocols but there's probably a reason protocols are written i know some of them are maybe a little extensive i've talked to a lot of guys in the field and they're like yeah this is the company saving their butt but also it is you know you're working with very very dangerous you know laws of you, you only get one chance and it's that one one chance you take you risk your life with it yeah i mean when like, you, when you flash. I, agree, I agree with you though there's there's things i look at manuals and i'm like ah i know i was like i'm sorry i don't make the rules i just i just want to see everybody go home and i'm like i'm sorry and i've had guys bitch at me i hate this you know <laughs> and even the small stuff they're like i don't want to put this thing on i have to wear my white shield and everything and i'm like i know but hey, it's better to have it and not need it. And I've seen guys get hit by small stuff and they're like, thank God I have the shield on because there's one guy that he got flashed and luckily it only got his ear and part of his neck. But he's like, dude, if I had my shield on, I, I would have been, I would have been done. Like that would have been it. So I'm like, it's that, it's that 1% chance that shit can go wrong. And I, I, uh, yeah, I don't want to see that happen to anybody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. That's, that's pretty cool. So where are you kind of at in the process of, of getting on, uh, obviously, you're working civil right now in safety, but what? What? Because you're you're in the the meat of it right now. I, I haven't interviewed you yeah. in the meat of it. What What's that process like right now? Oh uh, man, I've been through. So I've been through the ring of resturgent, and it is not in any way um, their fault. Uh, my recruiter. So halfway through, my recruiter quit, and so what happened was I was supposed to meet with a director pretty much a safety and you know introduce myself and i didn't hear from her like weeks and so i like sent an email and they're like sorry this person's no longer with us you need to direct all attention to this person so i hit that person up didn't get anything and i'm i'm like when i'm hungry to get on something mm-hmm. i'm gonna get on dude i made a linkedin and i started finding people that worked at that branch i'm like yo who do i talk to like i made it all nice i'm like this is who i am this is where i'm at in the process who I need to talk to? Well, I listen to Raul, who owns the, he does the other Powerline podcast. He does the other stuff. And I started messaging him. And I'm like, hey, man, I've been an avid follower for years. I got a question. You work for Sturgeon. Who can I get a hold of? But um, all in all, it, it's, a, it's a long process. It's nothing easy. And obviously for the right reason, because to me, you're putting somebody as essentially 
responsible for people's lives in a seat where they're supposed to monitor these guys and mentor and coach them. And you don't want to put just anybody out there like, oh, you got safety certifications? Just go sit there. Mm-hmm. Just, you're going to get somebody that can get killed. And that's yeah. because that person might not be knowledgeable. So after I got a hold of the right recruiter, I reapplied, went through one interview, and I just went through my final, like the other three that I went through. Um, no, I'm just waiting for a call back now. And, uh, I mean, we got along on a good level. I mean, I got along with them. Like I said, it's a, it's a great company I've had my eye on. And um, a couple of my buddies know them. They're like, dude, once you know, they said the same thing. They're like, once you're in, you're in, bro. Like, that, that is a good job to have. And I was like, dude, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. And I just kind of want to retire from it, you know. And, you know, I can always learn stuff. And I love that, too, because I've had so many people that – done like consulting with with ibw companies that i've I've learned a lot from the linemen i love asking questions i'm like hey i'm not bird dog and i I just want to know like why do you do that why do you hook that up and so i'm like cool shit's interesting to me man like i'm learning stuff along the way not only the safety aspect but like how and why you guys do things and so um yeah that process is lengthy but i'm hopefully it's going to pay off and be worth it right now hopefully uh, yeah yeah i mean it's coming. That that call's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It, it's it's getting there. And like I said, I was hungry because once my recruiter quit, it, it, it sucked because I was like, all right. Because I'd already gotten postponed before that. Like, I went to a phone interview with her. The job posting closed. and said, hey, not right now. And then she's like, hey, do you want to go over to, like, California? And I was like, yeah, I'm on, like, three hours away. Sure. I, I know that area. Cool. And then I got in touch with the people there. It was all train was gaining, gaining momentum. And all of a sudden poof like what happened <laughs> i'm like no and so like i said i was i was like motivated i'm like i'm not gonna let this opportunity slip up what can i do to get this going because i i hit up the person's email didn't get a response back so i'm like all right called left the voicemail i'm like shit all right we're not getting anywhere and i don't want to be looked over so i made it like i said i made a linkedin man i'm like all right these people work here i started messaging i'm like hey not to be a creeper but i'm at this in this process who do I, who, who can I talk to? I said, I don't lose my spot essentially. And finally they're like, dude, there's nothing we can do. These recruiters, that's what they're paid to do. You know, one guy's like, I, you know, I can probably message somebody and send them a note and let them know like, Hey, this, you're reaching out. And finally, like, I think he, he got through because like the next day I got a call and I was like, Oh shit. I'm, I'm getting a call back. Finally, here we go. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, um, obviously, uh, you're getting into the trade, you know about the trade, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you see, what does it look like five years from now, in your opinion? To me, it's going to be, well, at least to me, it's going to be more technologically advanced. And I think that's construction in general, especially with the line trade. Everything is going to start advancing in every aspect, tools, everything we use, everything. Everybody wants to put a battery on everything we use. Mm-hmm. And then, it's more and more advanced. And I, I keep telling people, I said that even no matter what trade you're in, uh, hell, you can look at even carpenters, a lot of tools they use. They're like, oh, we used to be a manual. And now we got stuff that just does it for us. But also we're losing people at a number rate for the power industry, unfortunately. You know, and I've seen the shortage and it's kind of scary because it's like, man, you know, who answers that call when stuff goes down, you know, and it's kind of sad because it's like, the trade isn't dying, but I don't think people are necessarily educated enough to know what it is and who, who the people are. You know, nobody really thinks about that. They like, oh, flip a switch, my electricity comes on, but they really don't know who's down the line working on that, getting that going. You know, you had a tornado rip through your town, like those guys that are um, putting it back up and, and doing, doing the work and stuff. And so I think that trade essentially needs a little more exposure and you know, and I think it's an awesome trade to get in. I think anybody who has obviously the motivation to do it, put the hard work in, do their time, I can make a great living off of it. And um, and especially since now, I guess everything's going electric, we're going to have to beef up our grids for sure. And I was actually just talking to yeah. a buddy of mine um, about that out in, uh, out in San Diego. He was like, dude, they're trying to make everything electric like or there's going to be some serious work needed and especially underground because not even that like underground is going to get big because like California, for instance, you have a lot of wildfires out there. And so now their thing is what can we put under the ground to, you know, keep from having to shut people's power off and keep wildfires from happening when the winds are bad, you know, and it's, it's going to get busy. The works there, but the trade needs more exposure. And I think it's going to get more advanced as these years go on all around. 
Yeah, what do you think that looks like for exposure, though? Like, how do you get the trade more exposure? Um, uh, you know what? I think it's, you know what? And I know some some locals do it and some don't. But I think as much as these other recruiters, like Army recruiters and stuff, they go to schools and they set up things, that's what they got to start doing, man. Like, hey, you know, bring, bring something out. Do demonstrations. You know, I've seen a couple um, – different utilities like they do a demonstration at their buildings on like you know arcing and all that and i'm like dude if you bring that to a high school show the demonstration just kind of let the kid let the let the kids put on the gear let them let them see what it is let them get exposed to it kind of do tell them what it is you know let them know about the idw let them know who you are what you guys do because the more you do that and more you visit these colleges or these high schools essentially kids man they're like and they're thinking too especially a lot of them seniors are getting out they're like dude what i'm gonna do especially they see that you're like oh yeah you can make good money it's stable year-round work obviously everybody needs power you could be making great money by the time you're you're journeying out here a few years or so and it's like that's going to captivate them you know especially get those kids that are motivated through high school and want to do that type of work you know that's how i think you start getting it out there who they are because i at least for me when i was at high school all I seen was military and I think the fire department was there. But I'm like, you know, if a, a local gets something together and goes to these schools because, you know, and that's actually brings me up, brings up a good point because uh, my buddy was doing something. He's out of uh, 75, local 75 for the ironworkers. And they just went to uh, Holbrook High School. Yeah. Set up a little thing, what the ironworkers are. They brought some tools out, kind of giving the trade some exposure. And I think, I think the IVW ought to do something to that, you know, bring, bring some linemen out with some different utilities in the area, let them talk, you know, let them see what everything is, maybe do some presentations on stuff and let them, let, let these kids kind of take it in. Cause it's like I said, man, if I, if I would have known about that, but obviously God had a different plan for me with my accident, but kids are, they're looking for what to do after high school and, you know, and let them know like, this isn't just some small job you're going to get into and not be able to make it. You know, you put your time in, you're gonna have a good living by the time you're in your twenties. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you put the time in, you're good. You'll you'll make multiple six figures and multiple six figures if you want as a journeyman. I, I, you can work mm-hmm. storms. Um, Austin's actually just working with a guy in California. And he he grossed like five hundred thirty thousand last year. Now, I mean, yeah, granted, exactly. you don't really have a a life at that point. You're working constantly, but that's five hundred thirty thousand dollars. I mean, you write a passage, you work for five years, right? You you give up five years. You make so much money that you can literally work the three months that it storms, make your hundred twenty thousand dollars, and take eight months off if you want. Like, like yeah, that is. And you're gonna wait. You're gonna give up five years for college and not get yeah, paid. Exactly. So why not get why not get paid to go to work? You know, like they exactly. say, earn while you learn. You know, like why not go to work, make money? You're getting the same thing. You're not in debt. It's it's a great career, and I think, like honestly, I think that's why it needs some more exposure. And if IEW gets out there and holds those things at these high schools and stuff. You're going to get a lot more people like, hey, how do I get in? What do I need to do? And give them contacts at the IBW. Like, come talk to me. Come see what it's about. You know, give them some cards like, hey, this is who you call. And obviously it's different with each local. But if the locals do that, man, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot more people coming in. And that'll kind of start evening out your shortage coming in, especially with all these kids graduating and other what can I do to make good money? Where can I go? And they always get stuck in a mind. like, ah, I got to go to college. I don't want to yeah. do that. I want to be outside doing something. And once they figure it out, they're like, oh, shit, I can be doing something outside and make good money and I ain't in debt. <laughs> sign me. Where do I go? How do I sign up? You know? Yeah. One of the, the big things uh, that me and Austin was actually Austin's idea is we want Livewire Academy in high schools um, because it is a, it's a great introduction platform to what it is to peak interest. Uh, yep. strictly on the fact that kids do not know about it. Unless a family mm-hmm. member is in the trade, you have no idea. Zero no. idea. In fact, None um, at all. We, uh, we, we've had two people. We just, we put them to the course cause we know them personally. Um, but they went to, uh, become machinist, a vocational school, spent $60,000 and they came out the other side and they decided they didn't want to do that anymore. So they wanted to become linemen, but they, they had no idea how to become linemen. Do I need to go to line school? Uh, who do I who do I ask? Who do I call? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like they have no idea where to start. I'm consuming YouTube videos, um, which there's nothing wrong with that. Our, our whole basis here is time collapse, right? 
So if I'm gonna spend two months researching YouTube videos and trying to make a decision if this is the career that I wanna get into, why don't you take a weekend, take five hours where all the information is compiled to make a decision, right? Because it's all there, yep. it, it's done. You, no more searching for X, Y, and Z. Our whole point um, in that is like high schoolers, let's help them make a decision. Let's help them plant this idea in their brain that this is something that I might want to do. How do we get into context? The other thing too is, um, and I don't know how we do this, but become some sort of IBEW-backed resource. I mean, we're very pro-IBEW. Obviously, Austin's part of the union um, where we can actually facilitate things and set up things with locals to the point of kids can go out and learn how to climb poles or, or whatever. Learn about these things on the job site because uh, as much as the trade exists – I'm very scared for the fact that everything's going towards batteries. Like what happens when everyone drives an electric vehicle, but the infrastructure cannot handle electric vehicles. You can't have a thousand people at a mega apartment unit charging their electric vehicles. It's not possible with the current infrastructure. I mean, yep. one out of every 50 cars on the road right now is an electric vehicle. Imagine one 50 out of 50 are. Imagine the the power usage. Um, so that, uh, that begs the question, like different power sources have to be built. The, Got to go back to nuclear or something, and then you have to transmit that power somehow. You got to build substations, switching stations. You got to build a bunch of transmission structures and string the line and distribution structures, and you know. Yeah, you got you got so much work that's going into it, and I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's going to get more advanced, and there's going to be a really big boom and need for this because sooner or later, yeah, people are going to be realizing like, oh shit, we're we're putting a lot of strain on our stuff we need these guys to start well california is like california system rolling blackouts every year already happening out there so it's like um and i'm afraid like i'm in phoenix i'm like that's gonna start happening here but the amount of people moving here uh i don't know how much power generations were i know we shut down some nuclear plants pretty recently so I mean, maybe we could go fully solar. I, I don't know if that's even a possibility. I'm sure it is. You probably have to have some massive solar farms. Um, but still, you have to transmit that power, and you have to maintain that transmission even underground. Uh, if you yeah. have an issue with underground, you still got to maintain that system. You don't just set and forget it, right? Uh, nope, nope. It's It requires a body to be there and working on it and doing it and somebody that, that's in it. So, yeah, it's – it's scary, man. There's a need, and this this would be a good time for them, you know, to start advertising, you know, especially get beefing up that workforce because it's like I said, it's the technology out there is gonna really, really be booming. Everybody's gonna need power, especially with everybody moving to electric cars and stuffs already happening. It's like, dude, you gotta gotta get out there. And that whole back to my ABW, I think that would be a good start too. Is like talk to locals, see if they would sponsor you, and be like, hey, can you use our videos? You know. Can we have have your help? Because I would be bigger too. And not a lot of people know about unions. They just go where they learn on YouTube. And I mean, how many other guys you find that's like, it's great. And you go, one guy says, oh, don't do it. It's the worst experience ever. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, and it's, it's make a decision, right? It's like yeah. um, time collapse. How fast can I make a decision? You're going to pay for this either in money or you're going to pay for it in time. Like, like that. Those are your, really your two ways you pay for anything. I'm going to pay for this with dollars or i'm going to pay for it with time and the thing is is like with anything if i come in and i can learn something in a week and i can be making money a month from now i essentially just time collapsed versus if it took me two years of dilly dallying around and to make a decision i just lost a year and a half a year and 10 months of potential income and potential betterment on this career path right yeah um like information is the greatest resource or asset anybody has because if you don't know how or where or what or what type of tools do I need to buy. The best thing ever too with Livewire is we actually worked out discounts with um, tool, su tool suppliers. So the amount of money you spend on the course, you are actually saving more than that amount on your initial tool purchase. So like you will save the amount of money just in tool purchases alone. So it's virtually free information right yep exactly no it's, that's what i tell people and i i let know i had somebody message me about your video and it was like oh yeah i think i'm gonna take that because i'm looking to get it it was out of florida and i was like oh yeah i think that's local like 
222 and i was like yeah i know i know where you're at and i was like yeah look it up you know let him know stick sent you down there but hopefully he does it because he's like yeah i want to be a lineman i'm looking into it i'm like that'll go over everything you need to know which i loved about your class because how, people don't know what tools do i need what kind of boots do i need knots i'm like you need to know knots you know it's high stuff you know you put a hanging cross arms putting buckets up and down i'm like you need to know that type of thing because it's very essential people don't yeah. realize that and that was another great thing about your videos it's like it's opening light like oh shit there's a little more to it than i thought yeah we're actually um we're, we're working on a couple more modules with some veterans in the trade so people who've been in the trade for 20 years and things like when you get an interview opportunity with the apprenticeship what is that like? What do I need to say? What do they want to hear, right? So it's it's literally preparing you to be successful, to set up, right? Yep. And obviously, we give out tons of free information. We already tell you how to do it for free. I'm not, I'm not going to give you the course for free, but well, we gave you, you won the giveaway. But um, if you want, guys, if you want to become a lineman, get your class A CDL with no restrictions your safety card, your first aid certified, and flaggers card. That's all, that's all you need. Go sign the books. That's it, right? Yeah. If, if you want to be more prepared and have more confidence getting into the trade, then invest into something like Livewire Academy. Um, even check out Powerline Podcast. I'm sure it's probably going to take you a little bit longer to learn the information just because it's not condensed and in video form like we have it. But I'm just saying – figure it out and figure it out fast like make the decision and then do it don't spend 60 grand or don't go spend 20,000 on a vocational school if you don't know this is what you want yeah no because no and i've had i've seen a lot of guys do that too that are like man i went to line school it was a waste of time like everything i'm doing out here now i could have been doing for free you, you, get like, paid, yeah. you literally get paid in the ibw the ibw is the line school um yeah news <laughs> flash. That's what i tell everybody i'm like oh, I, I was like i I'm not for line school. Like, is it beneficial? It can be, but if well, some of them actually don't didn't. even give you your class ACDL now, which I, I didn't know. But you're gonna spend twenty thousand dollars and not get a class ACDL, which is like yeah, no, it was extra. When I looked at the programs, I was like, I was like, oh, what what is it all about? I looked at it. You gotta pay extra to get it. And I was like, good god. Yeah, it's gonna come. It was like a. It's gonna cost it was, you it was, about. I was like eight or nine hundred bucks to extra to take that course and get get your CDL. I was like, if you wow. go get your CDL as is, you could probably find someone get it for four four thousand dollars ish, and get it in like a couple weeks. If you invest straight amount of time, you can get it in like a couple weeks. You can easily get it in a month. Uh, your flaggers yeah. card cheap. It's like one hundred forty bucks in a class. Yeah, that's easy. A, yeah. and then uh, CPR certified is literally. You know, just look up CPR certification near me, and it's like a hundred bucks. Well, hell, even local fire stations. I tell people when they need that, I say go check your local fire station because the ones that I've been around, they'll host a free seminar. Yeah, and yep. I'm like, it's through the American Heart Association. That's what you need. I just attend that little class, do your tests, and I was like, they'll have you out. And that's all you need is that little card saying, hey, I took CPR for state AD class. You're golden. I was like, you can find a lot of places now that do that. I was like, hell, they have, I think here in Vegas, at least they have a, a building set for that. And yeah. that's all they do is rotate classes out, pay your 40, 50 bucks in there, go take it, get your card, you're on your way out. Yeah, so for anyone wondering the question, how much does it actually cost to become a lineman? You're probably going to be in about seven, seven grand between tools and certifications. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's about it. Um, that's pretty much how much it's going to cost you out the gate. It's going to be the best. It's an investment though. And everybody's oh, yeah. like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, but your tools essentially, and I would tell people that too in the iron worker trade, your tools make you money. Those, and that's, that's really what it is. Your tools make you money. So when you're spending all that money, just remember you spend money to make money essentially. So I'm like, those tools are going to make you so much more money than you actually paid on. I was like, when you get down the road, you work those storms and you put in all your hours just know you might have spent a lot on that but it just made you double it yeah. made you way way more you're gonna spend about 7k getting in but i mean you're that's that's a month and a half maybe um as a ground yeah. man i mean like some ground men depending on where you are and who you get on with i mean you could earn ninety thousand. i think austin earned like ninety four thousand his first year first step apprentice um, which is really good. I think that's better than most states, but he was in the Northwest and Washington and Oregon. 
uh, where you make great, great pay scale. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 an initial investment. But if you're trying to get into trade trade and you don't have any money, you got a credit card, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna make that money back, and you're gonna make yeah. it back exponentially. If you if your alignment and you get your your journeyman, your golden ticket, you're you're gonna make three hundred thousand a year if you want to. So what is seven thousand yeah, dollars? Yeah, you're gonna be well off. It's it's an investment. That's why I tell everybody that I was like, think of it as an investment. You're investing in your career and in your in your livelihood. And I was like, because this is your career. Like once you're on that path and you're starting, I was like, that's your career. Like invest a little bit in, and at least it's better than giving some college fifty thousand dollars that you know for nothing. And I'm like, you're only investing seven k, and that's for something. That's for your tools. That's it's gonna actually make you money. Mm-hmm weigh your options there it's like you know it's it's uh yeah and i think anybody looking to get in the line trade you know they ought to you ought to look at your course check it out and i'm like you know there's it's it's a good condensed course i i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i I try to tell everybody i'm like go check this guy out go check him out you know if you have more and more questions i'm like it's and you're you're hungry enough and you want to do it just yeah five hours get it done if you're worried about you know the money or, or the the whatever like i already said it it's, it's virtually free we have a 110 percent money back guarantee like if you feel like you didn't learn the information we would literally pay you like 25 dollars and reimburse you your full amount like we just will because if you feel like okay i didn't learn what i needed to learn i don't feel confident getting in the trade we don't even want your money anyway because if you're not going to use this information to better yourself to get into the trade get the savings on the tools and the discounts it's like cool Oh, here's your money in 10%, right? Like there is yeah. literally no risk, right? There's only upside. Um, and it's it's strictly an investment in, in, into your in, into the information, right? It's like, this is proprietary information. You're not gonna actually get, the biggest thing is, is you're not really gonna get information, that much information or a one-on-one sit down with somebody who goes over and explains everything. Like you might get the basics, but you're not getting the type of knots and how to tie them right the not yeah. websites you're not getting um here's a video on how exactly to go apply for an apprenticeship or a groundman position like this is step by step exactly yeah, how you do it you're not going to get that from anybody unless you know somebody personally yeah, yeah and even then they, they're still probably not going to show you they're probably going to nope. say go figure it out <laughs> so go figure it's, it out kid go down the road go figure it out yeah it's essentially <laughs> like somebody walking with you step by step of the way like this is exactly how to do it because i did it this is not like some bs stuff or whatever and like that's the whole point Uh, of the program and we're not trying to sit here and rip people off um we're just trying to provide good information you know to get them in obviously like we appreciate you vouching for it we think it's a great program um you know obviously like the information i said is very proprietary in fact that it was taught by somebody who just completed the apprenticeship program in 2020 right? It's very fresh information. Uh, and we also want to get veterans in the trade too, right? To, to give more industry insight, what it's like, uh, you know, what foremen really are looking for on a job site, how to treat them, like what's your, what's your role as a groundman? Because it's scary, right? I think the whole thing with like trade fairs is it's scary. These kids don't know what to expect, right? And they, they don't really have these personal connections anymore. They learn everything on, you know, an iPhone. We, we tried yeah. to, we tried to, our goal is to bring it there, to get them comfortable with the idea that, hey, this is something I might want to do, pique their interest, right? And once their interest is peaked, hopefully they become, eventually get into the brotherhood and become a great, you know, part of the IBEW, become a part of that. Um, now, obviously it's not for everybody, but it's for some people and it needs to be for a lot more if we want if we're continue to progress at this current rate right just with the electricity yep. and the infrastructure so oh yeah i, I ramble a little bit but i'm, I'm a little passionate <laughs> about it <laughs> no, you're all right. we actually so we have this thing this is called the blue collar blueprint blue the blue collar blueprint podcast our our actual goal is to create things similar to livewire academy for like the 10 major trades on how to get in and then introduce them to high schools um, where it's five hours of information with somebody who's actually in the trade where they learn how much money they can make. They learn what kind of certifications they need. How long is it until I can become a journeyman? Do Should I join the union? Like all of these things that they will literally not learn anywhere else. 
they just won't because no one's going to teach them. Like somebody's yeah, got to exactly. teach them. Uh, if it's in if it's in high schools and they take it and it's kind of essential. Hey, I want to become a plumber. Well, how do I become a plumber? I Google how to become a plumber. I don't know. I'm I. I'll tell you what right now. If I'm in high school. I'm not making a phone call on how to become a plumber. If I got a video course on how to become a plumber, I'll go through the course if it's free to me in high school. Exactly. I'll, I'll exactly. go through it. Now, oh, I can make $130,000 a year as a plumber, right? What do I need to do, right? Oh, this is how you do it. This is how you get in. This is how you get a job. What's what's the future of the job look like? What What's the expansion rate? Look, what are the best states to work in? Where do you make the most money? Do you get a travel? Are there travel opportunities? Like I said, is there... You know, an apprenticeship program. Do I need to go to a trade school, vocational school? How much does it cost? Like, what type of tools do I need? Like, these are all questions that take essentially three to four years to answer on our own because we don't hyper-focus on them. But if we can condense all that information into short form where these kids get to just absorb and decide versus, like, college is, like, this big, drawn-out four-year thing where no decisions are made. They're like, I'm yeah. going to be a business major. How do we give them just enough information where they say, this is what I want to do or this is what I don't want to do? Or, hey, I'm interested and I want to learn more. And we have a link, hey, just call X, Y, and Z and set up a consultation and you know, they'll help you decide if this is a good trade for you. Um, yes, sir. And I think just for the trades, like the trades are missing that heavily. And I think oh yeah it's because we put you put your head down and you you just get up and go to work every day you bust ass you you do what you need to do and I, they, we haven't been focused on that right the the next mega boom is the trades uh the economy is going to be better than it's ever been in three years so in five years you, you, we're going to be booming we're going to be building at astronomical rates um you gotta get kids in somehow because ro yeah, robots right exactly. now weren't going to build it all yeah, nope, and yeah, it starts with the high schools, man, and you're taking that, that course, essentially, and cutting out all the middle work of YouTube, and I'm trying to figure everything out, and it's like, boom, here it is, right in front of you, what you need to know, and then, you know, at least if I'm a high schooler, I'm going, okay, yeah, I want in, or I'm going, oh, nope, that's not for me. Yeah, but, and you know, then it's, and you're it's on to the next. Like, do I want to be a welder? Well, what does a welder do? You know, what is you know, welding? Like, okay, how do I do it? My If my school doesn't have shop class and i don't know what welders do how do i know if i want to become a welder you don't exactly know. Like, how do i know if i want to become a mechanic how do i know if and they have no idea they have no exposure to the trades they have literally none now i know it's like it's it's almost an impossible feat based on the fact that colleges control it all but my hope is that we can you know somehow wiggle our way into at least a few communities and like just give exposure you know what i'm saying so, yeah yeah, I gotta advertise it as hard as they advertise your college, pretty much. And you know, letting them know there is another route. You're not just stuck like, okay, I gotta go to college. I have to do this because that's the only way you get a job. You know, and giving them that, that pretty much that saying, hey, you can also get the trades. You can also do this. And hey, you know, if you watch this course, take this course, do this thing. This will help you navigate, cut all the middle work out, and help you get on your way to where you need to be. And so. And I think that's honestly in just all traits is because at least when I took my ASVAB in school, I remember they're like, this is just to see where you're at, what jobs you get at. I got firefighter, law enforcement, and some other stuff. I'm like, why can't you put like construction work in there yeah. or like some other yeah. stuff they would be good at? That's always just the normal firefighter or cop or go to the military and do this. It's like, okay. And kids think like, okay, that's what I'm stuck with. You know, there's nothing else that I'm going to be good at, but it's like, man, I, and there's a lot of kids out there like, I like being outdoors. I like doing stuff outdoors. And when you're eight, good for you. We've got, we've got the job yeah. for you. We, uh, we Let actually help you out. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen our trade test, but we like have a trade test where you can go in and a answer 18 questions. And it really gives you like an idea if that you might be a good fit for the trade. That's completely free. You just go take the trade test and figure out <laughs> I might, do I like heights, right? Like, Okay, well, if you're gonna be in alignment, you probably can't be afraid of heights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nope, um, nope. <laughs> and if if you guys are interested, just hit the link below. I'll I'll link the trade test. Uh, this will be on YouTube and all the podcast platforms, but I'll put a link below and just take the test. I mean, it'll give you a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> At least a place where to start. You know, and, and understanding and 
if you want to learn what alignment is or what I do, uh, just watch the rest of the videos on our YouTube channel or DM people like John or whatever. Listen to the Powerline podcast and you'll get yeah. a really good insight. Yeah, you'll get, the, you'll get the information. Like I said, I'm always up for questions. So people that hit me up, they're like, hey, man, I, I got a question for you about this. I answer so many. Like I had two on my TikTok that actually popped up and they said, hey, I'm thinking about getting a union. How do I go about it? And I'm like, what are you trying to do? And they're like, and this guy just wanted to be an inside wireman. And I'm like, all right, well, you need to Google where you're at. You need to go there. Talk to dispatchers. I said with electricians, it's a little different. I was like, you got to take a test. You got to furnish these documents. Let them know. And I said, and I said, the best way to do it, just go in and talk to them because they can put a face with the name, get to know your dispatchers, get to know to the person. I said, more often than not, you're going to catch a coordinator at the IBW. They'll help you with everything. And I was like, you know, and they'll tell you, like, hey, you need to come in to get aptitude test. You know, I need your transcripts and all the stuff that you took math, so on and so forth. If you have all that with you, bring it. Go in there. And then I've had other questions, like I want to be a lineman. And it depends because I know certain, like, at least within the energy, you have to take an aptitude test before you even apply for them. They are union, but it's like, dude, you cannot get on with them without that aptitude test. I one guy... Hey, I'm moving to Vegas. I want to get on with the energy. I'm like, well, first thing when you get here, go to CSU. You need to let them know you're taking an aptitude test for NV energy. I was like, it's like 30 bucks. It's going to show them how you score on your algebra and on your, all your math areas and whatnot, technical stuff. They'll print the scores out. And then when it opens, get in. And I've had people all the way down. Like, is it easy to get in that uh, CalNev JTC? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be honest. It's kind of hard, but if you're persistent, stick with it and i said and to be open other areas i'm like you know look it up you know I was like, you might have to travel you know I've, i know a lot of guys i had to do that like well shit open calls over here so yeah. i'm gonna have to jump in my car and go down there and apply but yeah i'm an open book so you can ask me ask me anything and i uh, hope y'all get you pointed in the right direction all right, John. Well, I appreciate it. It's getting a little late, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate awesome. the uh, conversation. A lot of good insights, and you know, like I said before this interview, I like to do my podcast just randomly, like people I just haven't met, and just like, hey, how's it going? And see how the conversation goes. They usually go pretty well. So, um, yeah, no, this is this has been great. I, I, I appreciate it. If there's anything you want to add, uh, now would be the time to add that. So. Anything you want to say um, to the, the potential listeners? Uh, for you, thanks for having me on, man. And potential listeners, you know, just keep at it. I get a lot of people that just get discouraged because they don't get called on the books. Don't get discouraged. Keep at it. Look around. Ask questions. I was like, and, you know, everybody has good resources. And just, you know, know you may have to travel for it. And I promise you, it'll, it'll be worth it. And, um, you know spread the word and the people that are in the trades that are out there man spread the word get it out there um you know and ivw is the way to go and uh i appreciate appreciate your time and having me on here of course of course uh if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about the trade as well go to our careers page on learnlivewire.com there's a bunch of free information there um gives you a little bit of the overview kind of the, the pros cons benefits the trade um and whatnot so Thanks, John. I very much appreciate it. And uh, hey, anytime. Until next time.